the college football experience, FCS playoff preview and bowl game picks with stone Labanowitz episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays, the in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com. Comment start winning today. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in. Head over to PricePicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a hundred percent instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Yes, Better Fantasy is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head to head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com. That's B E T T O R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app free in the app store and Google play store. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab it today. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Swing a database dad, aka pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. You come from an <laughs> yes, we are from the land down under. Uh, look, and we are talking FCS. We're talking bowl season. We're talking uh, army Navy recruiting uh, the whole college football landscape. So I had to bring him back and I'm talking about my guy FCS. This guy knows all about going to grab a, a road win in the FCS playoffs, much like uh, Montana's Tommy Malott did uh, <laughs> against the reigning champs last week. Uh, give it up for my guy, stone Labanowitz. How you doing brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is, uh, I mentioned it last week, but like the most exciting time of the year, I feel like, you know, it's a level playing field for a lot of these teams. So, I mean, it's every man for themselves out here. As far as us in the capital world, this is free game. This is like my favorite time. Yeah. And and, I mean, you, you, you look last week, it's funny. You, we, we, you were on the show, you made some, some dynamite picks, but I thought it was hilarious because you know, we talk. You're a former quarterback, played at Southern Illinois, uh, won some FCS playoff games. I thought just a just a, a delight to watch, man. And I'm not saying that because you're on on the show. Just right. you know, you had my the inner Doug Flutie, man. I, I loved watching Doug back in the day, or Drew Brees, or you know some of these uh, quarterbacks that just can air it out, but at the same time just gamers. So you're on the show. You you pick a bunch of these winners. You really did. I think you think you only laid one lemon, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, and yeah, of course. But then you, we also talk about Army Navy. So former gunslinger, 
and we're like, man, this game's kind of this game. I mean, it's fun because it's a, you know, we have all these uh, great, great uh, c- college athletes that are, are, you know, there's something bigger than just football with these army Navy guys. But then you end up going to the game. You end up going to the game after we get off the phone. Cause I was like, man, as, as a, as a quarterback, you got to hate this game, two triple option teams against one another. And you're I like, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But ne- then you end up going to the game. I get a text, you know, I think uh, late Friday night or early Friday morning, guess what? I'm going to the game. So tell me about the experience. I've never been to an army Navy game. I, I need to go to it. What, what'd you think of the game? Uh, there was more passing, I think, than we thought, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, so I work with enterprise sports and we, we do a lot of content creation and stuff, you know, also a lot of podcasting and we do like a university tour. So we, you know, we go college to college. We've gone to a lot of games this year, um, hang out with some fraternities. And like I said, just create a lot of content. So yeah, they hit me up like Thursday night and we're like, Hey, we're going to fly you out. No hesitation. Of course, <laughs> let's get it. So, we, you know, we created an itinerary, a game plan and all this and all that. I told you last week, my dad was in the Navy and he sits me down every year, forces me to watch that game. But I think you like all, you have that like inner hatred for it as like a quarterback or like a normal football fan. Like this is boring, but at the same time, you know, like you're just, you're just hating, you you know, damn well, that's a game you'd love to be at an experience. You can't pass up. So it was no hesitation for me. I didn't sleep for like 72 hours. I had like eight (laughs) hours of sleep out of like 72 hours just rolling on it. Um, flew in late night. Uh, I got an Uber ride. Yeah. So it was in at MetLife in New Jersey and just pulling up on the scene. I was like, wow, like this is different than any thing I've ever seen. Just like straight warriors. You don't know who this dude is. You're walking by like, <laughs> just like the families were just being cut, but people were cool. A lot less beer, like a lot less liquor going around. Everyone was puffing cigars and stogies, but college game day was there. And we got in with a lot of our media, with our media stuff. So we get right up there in college game day. And that was really cool. Lee Corso was Navy through and through. And I I told you, I was, I was, if I had to bet gun to my head, I was going army, but I'm there and I'm looking around at all these Navy dudes. And I'm like, you know what? Get it boys. Like uh, let's go Navy. (laughs) So I, I switched last minute and a lot of the Navy dudes are there, but hung out college game day, went around the tailgates trying to create some content, but we get into the stadium and hit me again. I'm like, Holy, this is an entirely different world. There wasn't a seat to sit in anywhere. And we got there, you know, right before kickoff when the jets flew, then armies Apaches came over the top of us and the dudes parachuted in. Wow. You couldn't hear anything. Wow. Cause dudes to your left and your right, absolutely screaming. Didn't care what their wife thought. Like they like, we're like, yeah, yeah. And they win the coin toss and you got the, all the, uh, the army guys and the Navy guys, all the cadets, and they're loaded in there, packing in like sardines, just jumping around to the good music. But like the whole, like looking around at MetLife stadium and seeing how like this went down and who came out and sang the national anthem, they kicked off and you see them on TV play and you don't really like pay attention, but they literally want to kill each other. And I saw a tweet. <laughs> it was like, this is the only football game the dudes on the field would actually die for the people on the stand. And I'm like, <laughs> that's oh, true. Very it's true, literally, man. It's literally true. And vice versa. The dudes in the stands would do the same for everybody else and the kids on the field. And the kids played with so much passion, four yard gain place would go crazy. Yeah. That was like a, it's like a Pat Mahomes, 28 yarder to Tyree kill. Nope. Four yard run place would go insane. You just would have dudes like pushing and shoving each other, army Navy guys, but like still like paying respect. But 
like I'll, I'll make it a statement. It was the coolest, most memorable football experience I've ever had outside of playing on the field. No doubt about it. I, I, it was just next level. And I texted my dad as soon as I walked in there, like we're coming next year. It's in Philly next year. I was like, we're coming texted a bunch of my family and it's like, this is, we're, we're going to try to do this every year. Cause it was, I've never experienced anything like it. In my M- life. Maybe I'll join you guys in Philly. Cause I want to do that. And look, and one of the things I appreciate, look, w- <laughs> I don't want to say that uh, it's my favorite game every year. I've never been to it, but at the same time, I do appreciate it because this is kind of a throwback. I feel like, you know, football used to be the triple option everywhere. So in a way it's cool because you get this game. It's almost like if, if you could see the Packers and the bears play in like 19, you know, if they were still running the, you know, uh, some of those old offenses with Paul Horning and Bart star and stuff where it would, you still get this. And that's, what's great about college football is the traditions and being able to, this is a game where we know that both these teams probably are never going to sniff the playoffs. Even when they expand, even when they expand, yeah, I mean, man, no doubt about yeah. it. So, so I mean, there are a couple of times I would say army, like took Oklahoma to overtime a couple of years ago, which well, I mean, blew my mind, but I, I don't know. I, that's, I, I that's why I'd want to go is to have an experience to see that I get it. We, we, you know, at the same time for every one of those three yard, four yard runs, uh, you know, you think back, man, you're like, damn, I would love to see a quarterback complete a, a, a long pass in this game. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. but at the same time, there's something beautiful about that game. Now I'll say this. They went up first drive of the game. I want to say army went down and scored and then Navy they both, scored. They both scored on their opening drives. And I think that like <laughs> rose the intensity and the drama in the stadium army first down, first down, first down. And, and you mentioned it earlier. They were throwing the ball, like no hesitation, play action and just yeah. dropbacks. And I was like, Oh, okay, here we go. Pass for first down. So they scored immediately. Navy answered. And when Navy answered, the place just turned it up. Like, oh, it was battle. Like it was battle. These it was were, on. It well, was battle. It was on. Well, dude, as on. as a guy that said, Hey, I'm taking the under. When I saw the first two touchdowns, oh. I was like, uh-oh, but it still hit. It still hit. 16 <laughs> in still, a row. 16 it, in a row. <laughs> it still hit. Oh, I was pissed off. Se- they 17 points. They uh maybe, half time, no, right? Army kicked it. Yeah. No, yeah. First quarter. Yeah, first, first quarter. quarter. That's Ar- right. Army drives down right before the first quarter ends and kicks a chip shot. And I'm like, God damn it. 17 <laughs> points in the first quarter. I'm looking around. I'm like, anybody else pissed off? Anybody else know why I'm pissed off? Like this under's dead here in the first quarter. <laughs> And then it got back right to just triple like bing, 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 punt, punt, punt. Kids, was, they would stop throwing it, and I'm like, we might have some life here. I think we got a heartbeat, dude. I had a great weekend because I had Navy on the uh, or I had the, the under in that game. I had Navy plus seven and a half. I sprinkled some on the money line, and oh, then yeah. and then some of those FCS plays that we had were absolute fire. Uh, mm. I uh, we'll we'll dive into it, but before we dive into the FCS slate, uh, the the college football world has been absolutely crazy. And I'm sure you, you know, you, you're down there in the heart of it, I would say, or one of the, the hearts of it. Um, you're in South Florida and, and obviously Travis Hunter, the recruiting news. This is a guy that uh, had offers from, from pretty much everybody. He was the, the arguably the top recruit in the nation, depending on what platform you use. If not, he was right. number two. Uh, Travis Hunter though, turned down. If you, if you guys haven't seen the video, first off, go to, go to YouTube and watch. It's pretty funny, but he, he has a hat for three schools. I want to say it was like a and M uh, Georgia and Florida state. So mm-hmm. he leads people on to thinking, you know, he throws away the A and M hat from the start. I think then he puts the Georgia one on that takes it off. And then he puts on the Florida state one and everyone's getting excited. And then 
Nope. And then he throws the hat off and then he's wearing a Jackson state shirt underneath his jacket. He, he whips that out and boom, the college football world was probably never going to be the same because I mean, this is un, unheard of. You're a former, former FCS player. This is, uh, this has never happened since we've, we've doctored recruits and, and had this whole system, uh, which I think happened in 2005. This is unbelievable. What do you make of this? And I know, look, you're a Miami guy. So I think you had to be smiling at, at what Absolutely. Mike Norvell thought he had going to walk me through your reaction there. I mean, I, I just thought, I think it's so badass. I think that it, it shakes it up enough for everybody to just change their perspective and just actually give it thought. Why would he do it? And if you, if you just turn off, you know, your, your hater mode, like there's a lot that it does good for college football. No doubt about it. We understand that now. And if you want to fight it, you want to fight it or you were a part of who got screwed. But listen, so we did a national here at ESPN. <clears throat> I'm actually in the studio right now. Yesterday we did eight straight hours of national signing day coverage, uh, coverage, basically for our local athletes, whether it's Palm beach County or the treasure coast or a little more down South and, and, you know, Broward and, and Dayton stuff. So we have a lineup of guests, of course, eight straight hours, 25 guests. Well, we kick off the show at 10 o'clock. I'm just helping produce. I wasn't on, I wasn't hosting. I, we kick off the show at 10. Mike Norvell is on at 1045 on the list. I didn't think anything of it. Nobody did. Travis Hunter is a five, six, one kid originated from Palm beach County. Um, I forgot where he transferred to, but he played his freshman year of high school in Palm beach and played all of his pop Warner and grew up in Palm beach County. So we were going to try to talk about him a little bit and him being Mike Norvell's recruit. So we have a, one of our filling co-hosts and Mike Norvell calls and we put him on hold. My phone just starts ring a ding a dinging. Like I'm getting calls and I'm hanging up real quick. Cause I'm in the studio. Like I can't be loud and I'm just like helping and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> so I go on my phone, all my group messages blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. I checked Twitter real fast and I'm like, oh shit, Mike Norvell's on hold. I turned to the, uh, uh, the producer and I was like, well, I mean, the number one recruit just like decommitted. I'm like, this guy's got to know, right? And the, our uh, host is talking and I'm like trying to wave his attention, but he's just mid flow. So I get him to mute his mic and we go to a break real quick with him on hold. And I tell him, and now we start flipping out. Like, what the fuck do we do with this? Like, let's do something. Like we have to do something. Well, you can't talk about recruits that aren't committed. And that's what the host is saying. I'm like, screw that. I'm like, you drop the bomb on his ass right now. Let's go. Let's go viral. Like this is, <laughs> we're going to be the first one pulled up on the Paul Feinbaum show or whatever it is. Yeah. Let's get on, you know, the today show, just getting this dude's first reaction. Nah, he won't do it. I'm like pissed off and I'm scared. Well, Mike Norvell comes on. Sounds like his dog died. Completely <laughs> obvious that he knew what was going on. And they had broke like 10 minutes before this. And I was just in shock. I was like, no, this is like a super memorable day. Well, Mike Norvell, when asked about the class, the first thing he mentions is another five-star defensive back, Sam McCall, that they have committed. And I'm like, mm, well played. Nice <laughs> well, 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 well played. Like, okay, you got, you guys got your five-star defensive back. That was like the really only the sound bite we could pull. Um, so we tried to clickbait it and twist it around, but I thought it was like badass. So with the fact that that happened and, and what he did, Deion Sanders is a freaking trailblazer, man. We all know that you guys have known that I'm, I'm a young guy. So I'm learning, you know, kind of what, what he brings and stuff, but it's, it's badass. If you're good enough and I'll be the first to tell you playing in FCS, I played with Jeremy Chen four freaking years of my life. The Carolina Panthers outside backer hybrid players, the best player on their defense. It's going to be playing the year for 15, 17 years seasons. Like he, he's amazing. And, and each week you see the guys in the FCS and you know, that they're, they're really about that life. And I've said that plenty of times on plenty of interviews. 
If you're good enough, it don't matter. You can go play ball and they'll find you. Travis Hunter's probably going to play in the NFL no matter where he goes. So why are we whining about it? Yeah. And, and like at FCS, first off to, to people that don't tune in FCS football, it's still D one to me. There's some of the greatest players that have ever played the game. have played FCS football. Um, you know, whether it's Jerry rice or Walter Payton, whatever you want to say, right. Um, these guys, this, this subdivision that whatever you want to call it is, and especially with the FCS playoffs, we're, t- we're about to talk about, I mean, South Dakota state, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. North Dakota state is six and zero in their last six against the FBS. And I think some of those were some power five schools. Uh, we saw South Dakota state where they did the Colorado state. So do not be fooled. This is a talented uh, subdivision of football. And, I, and, and in many cases, I think a lot of the schools are better than Mac schools or better than conference USA schools. Mm. Um, th- they would beat them tomorrow. The difference is strictly just the scholarships and, and, and the, the conferences essentially. Um, now Jackson state's got a stadium that has like six, it holds like 62,000 people. Mm-hmm. That's bigger. I was just, I mean, I quickly was just Googling stuff this morning. That's like bigger than NC state stadium. So I mean, <laughs> if, if they, if, and so if they're able to continue to, to bring in recruits, I mean, who knows what can happen there? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see with these NIL and everything. If this carries on, I mean, I don't think it's going to be the norm that every top five, you know, five recruit ends up, you know, at Jackson state or Grambling or something, but I will say it would be, it wouldn't surprise me if a few kept going down this route and all of a sudden this, this conference and, and the FCS is getting more and more popular. I don't know. I mean, I, I was listening to a podcast today that said they think Jack uh, Deion Sanders will bring in a top twenty-five recruiting class in the next couple of years if he if he stays at Jackson State. I mean, if that happens, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. That is absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could, but could you? I almost feel sorry for the teams that are playing then. But I mean, um, it's going to be interesting to watch. I had to hit on it because the college football world was turned upside down with that that news. So, um, all right. Well, now we're gonna we're gonna hop in and talk some FCS. Playoffs tomorrow night, uh, the big one here, and and once again, I wanna, I got to get Patty C on this episode, one of these episodes with you, Stone, because he's a big JMU guy, played there, and uh, he, you know he has made it known that uh, this game should be in Harrisonburg, Virginia, but it's not. He says they were disrespected, uh, and they, they they're going to take it per they're going to take it out on them. The last team to beat North Dakota State in the Fargo Dome. Was JMU now? Th- now that they've played North Dakota State twice since then, but th- both those battles happened in Frisco, Texas, in the national championship. And one of those, I want to say, JMU was at like the one yard line, and Ben DiNucci threw a pick um, against Trey Lance. And, you know, he rolled out, yeah, across, yeah, tried to get it to the pylon. Yeah, I remember that. So they're getting five and a half in the Fargo Dome. Uh, the, uh, you, uh, you, you've played in this because you're Missouri Valley. Um, a is that a legit home field advantage? I mean, like, is that a place where, like, is it is that the one of the hardest places to play in the Missouri Valley, or based off of fans or actual just the talent on the field? I mean, it is the hardest place to play, um, regardless of who's on the field. I, I'll talk about the stadium in a second, but the players are 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 weird and robotic as well. I remember getting there pregame when they had Easton Stick, and there's a coach at the fifty yard line barefooted and there's two big ass white kids barefooted sweatpants and they're wrestling each other. This is three, four <laughs> hours before the game. I don't know, but they're like hands on neck takedowns and pinning each other and shit. And the coach is coaching them. 
I'm like, what the, what the <laughs> hell are these kids doing? Like full on wrestling, like going at it, like picking each other up, sweating hard. And I, I'm like, oh, oh my God, like these kids are whole different animals. But that's, that's the kids, like the style of kids that, you know, they like breed. But yeah, so you get to the stadium outside, looks like a piece of shit. Where the hell are we going? You walk inside, it's very nice. But when the teams run out, you'll run out. Nobody says a damn thing. It's quiet. They do it on purpose. The entire lights, the, all of the lights go out in the stadium, complete pitch black. You can't see anything. Enter Sandman comes on and then the boys run out to all the smoke and, and the fire and whatever. And it's like, holy shit. Like we're playing in the Super Bowl. It's a regular ass game for them. But for <laughs> us, it's like, Oh, 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 this is it. Like pace is pitch black, like enter Sandman spotlights and everything. Like it's a whole nother, it's like an arena football game. Dead ass. Wow. It's like an arena football game. And that was crazy to, to be a part of. Cause every play, like those fans are so diehard. Every play they go crazy. I think it's the hardest place to play at that level. And I don't know if there's an argument. I wouldn't maybe Jackson state on homecoming or something like, yeah, like an HBCU yeah, when that yeah. band's rocking or something like that, where they get out there, not just for the football games, but now these people die for it. There ain't nothing else up in North Dakota. So, so that that's their professional team. That's who they root for. That's, you know, what they live in and, and breathe. So that place is by far, there's no argument. I'll end it right here. The place is nuts, nuts. And they're so close to you. It, the, the, the seats go up instead of wide. Like they're there. So, I got I you. Mean, they're chirping. You're coming off the field and it's, they're talking mad shit. They know who your girlfriend is. and everything. <laughs> now, now here's the thing though. They're playing JMU. We know JMU's experience. I know uh, at least Cole Johnson and some of these other guys that were on the team last year that went pretty deep in the FCS playoffs. Um, but at the same time, North Dakota state, and they've done this a few games this year. They do this two quarterback system. Call mm. me old school. It worked. It worked very efficiently against East Tennessee state, but I can't stand it. And I think it's going to catch up to them at some point. I wonder if this will be the game. Um, they go with Quincy Patterson. who was originally, I think an Oregon uh, recruit that transferred to Virginia tech. And now he's at North Dakota state. And then they mm -hmm. have uh, cam Miller and they kind of go back and forth with these guys. And they are, uh, they, they really do have a different tempo to them. I would say um, and a different approach of how they use them. But I wonder if JMU is the defense that is good enough to really limit, because that's if, if there's one thing I've noticed from watching this FCS season and it really kind of the past two years is North Dakota state's offense. Hasn't been the same since Trey Lance left. Obviously. I mean, you, how can you replace a top, you know, a first round draft pick, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I think that is the glaring weakness is the, uh, the com compared to some of those teams that were winning national championships for North Dakota state, those offenses, whether it was Eats and stick, whether it was Carson Wentz, I thought they were much more efficient. And that's why I think they're somewhat susceptible for an upset in, and maybe this is Patty C chirping in my ear all week. I'm going to take JMU plus five and a half. And I'm actually going to sprinkle some on the money line. I mean, I think you have to sprinkle some on the money line. Some of these FCS lines, like they're so generic for both semifinal games to be five and a half. <laughs> you're guaranteed a computer did it. I mean, like where, where's the, you know, the variance, like they're both five and a half. So if you're taking JMU, which I'm hopping on board with you, no hesitation, you and Patty, I'm of course going to sprinkle some too. I mean, no doubt about it. Now I think it's within that realm of five and a half. Like it's within, it's under a touchdown. I don't know who breaks the doors open, but Cole Johnson, this, this in my opinion, and this is quarterback talking, but this game is 
all on his shoulders. North Dakota State's going to do what they do and pound the rock and manage the clock and, and do the right things right at the right time, of course. But North Dakota State's secondary has always been their weakest link. They communicate very well and they fly <clears throat> around the ball and, and, and are very disciplined. But there is so much speed and so much skill that James Madison has that I, I honestly want to say North Dakota State's not used to. And it seems like that every year James Madison comes out guns blazing and they need to. If Cole Johnson can push the ball down the field and they get out to an early lead or Cole Johnson has to tell himself and, and any quarterback listening or, or knows what I'm talking about. And it's like, you have to completely abort yourself from what the defense, like on the first kickoff, I don't care what the defense does today. We got to go out and put points on the board, every driver, every other drive. We have no other choice. And it's a great approach to the game because that's what Cole Johnson has to do. North Dakota State is going to be them. They're not going to look weird. They've all been here. All that team has been here. Yeah, they had an off year in the spring, whatever, just a down year. And then that's kind of where they want their revenge. So they're, they're not going to sway from anything else they do. They're going to run power, 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 power. And they're going to beat them up interior. But JMU offensively and defensive on that line is not bad. I think they just need to explode on offense. They need to take shots down the field. They need to get in third and one situations and, and, and take shots down the field play action. I just think that this game literally is 90% on Cole Johnson. And I love that because he looks ready for that shit. Yeah. And, and they got two receivers that are over a thousand yards for the season yes, and Chris do. Thornton and Antoine Wells jr. So I, I, yeah, I think the play is to take JMU sprinkle some on the money line. Um, now let's talk Saturday, right? I guess in that vicinity of the country, this one shocking, uh, you know, Montana state, I, I don't know where you, I don't know if you got to catch the whole game on this, but Not I watched this one. They got up to a 28, nothing lead uh, against the, the Eric Schmidt and Sam Houston state and the reigning national champs. And man, they did it with the backup quarterback and Tommy Malott kudos to him, man. I mean, look, I know he only completed 45% of his passes, but <laughs> the guy also got off, had some long runs. He played with confidence for a backup to, you know, thrown on the road. I was completely impressed. Now he comes home. There's a sellout for this game. It's going to, I, last time I checked earlier this morning, Bozeman was going to get snow Friday night, but Saturday, uh, I think it's calling for a high of like 33. Mm. Um, This you got South Dakota state. Who's once again, kind of a blue blood in the FCS. Uh, they're traveling to Bozeman, but yet they're the road favorites. Maybe they're going with the experience. They're laying f- uh, five and a half. It would open up at seven. Um, mm. The Bobcats are getting points at home. What are you doing here? Like, I, I'm so curious because I, part of me is like, dude, they're at home. Take the points. Uh, maybe South Dakota state, South Dakota state was losing to Villanova at halftime by yeah. seven. Now they, 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 they dominated the second half and they should be credited for, for doing that on the road. I think that's, uh, you know, remarkable, but uh, it, what are you doing here? I just gotta, I, I gotta know. Well, first of all, I can, I mean, you nailed it last week and I kind of tried to talk you out of the Bobcats. And I mean, I, I don't think I did well enough. I think you still bet the boys in, in cash. So I'm good for you because I, I was, I already had the bet in man. I already had the bet. in. <laughs> <laughs> you, if not, I would have, I would have, I would have completely backed out of that. <laughs> nice and sharp, nice and sharp. So, I mean, 
that one hurt me because it was confusing because what did I do? I came on here last week and talked all the shit about Tommy Malott. Like you, you can't come in any situation and do that. But I did say that you can do it for a little bit, always at first. It, it, beginner's luck almost like all, some of the times the backups come in and everyone's like, Oh, we got something on our hands here. Look at Caleb Williams. What happens later on down the road? Yeah. It'll start to unfold and your true skill and your true nature of who you are in certain situations is going to show. So I want to say that regression is, is, is loading for Tommy, but yeah, I mean, you're playing at home, take the points. I, I don't, I think both the games are close and I don't think we see any 15 play 80 yard drives with 14, 15 runs happening in this game. Like I think it's a one missed assignment one, you know, a corner slips and Tommy Malott throws the ball and it's a 68 yard touchdown catch. Like I think those plays are the difference in this game. I don't think either side is going to be methodical and look clean and for that reason, I mean, what the hell do you bet? I don't know. I, I, I lean towards the under because I just don't think either of these teams are going to play clean. It's a weird situation. How much gas does South Dakota State have less, left in the tank? Yeah. Home, California, Philadelphia, home, Montana. Like, yeah. like that. these are 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. That shit's weird. Now, like I personally loved being on the road. I loved being in a different city and I love eating that hotel food, what they had for us. Like that was one of my favorite things and staying up late, you know, watching some of the games, you know, with your boys, just, just kicking it with your boys. And you know, like those coaches became your boys. So you're just kicking it. Like there's some grown ass men and they're supposed to be my superiors, but we're just hanging out in a new city doing what we love. So I, some teams are good on the road. It looks like South Dakota state has that mindset. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I think the game's close. But I do think somebody wins this game by more than five and a half. And it's going to be ugly how it gets done. And it, it's not going to make sense when it happens. But I, 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 I want to go under. I, I do want to go under. But I'm going to take South Dakota State at five and a half. I think just this, there's a lot of weird shit that happens in this game. Uh, Montana State's never been here before. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll go South Dakota State five and a half. I think they win by six or seven. Yeah, I I ended up well. I already placed my bet Montana State uh, plus six. I mean, it worked for oh, me last God. week. It worked for me last week. <laughs> They're at home. Look, crazy thing. Maybe a block kick, something. I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's cold weather, but I know the boys in South Dakota are used to that. But I told I told you about Isaiah Davis. You didn't have a damn clue. <laughs> I told I I knew I could yes, tell you. Yes. And I gave, I gave you a little warning. He is nasty. And they rested him for a reason. He he's been hurt, but there's no scouting reports in the FCS. You can't really tell if a kid's hurt. Nobody's reporting that except the beat writer in Brookings. So it's like I've had a, a feeling that they were resting him for these moments. He's going to go off again. Pierre Strong's probably healthy. They're like, Isaiah, you're going to take the bulk of the carries. Let Pierre get strong. So you're getting a two-headed dragon and and kids rolling with confidence right now. And and Chris Oladokun can run too. And I, and I mentioned that last week, and he did. So I don't know. I, I like South Dakota State, man. I do. Okay, you heard it here first, all right? And and we also have a third FCS game, the Celebration Bowl, which is sold out in Atlanta. At the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Are you got, serious? Yes. It's sold out. Sold out, man. Sold out. Oh, that's a party. Yeah, man. I feel like I need to get on this thing. <laughs> get over there, get a drink. Right? 
<laughs> right? Uh, so so South Carolina State, which I got to be honest, I watch a lot of football. I think the the listeners <laughs> the listeners will tell you I watch a lot of football. I haven't watched much of South Carolina State this year. I I like I I think I caught a couple minutes of the, they played Clemson and they got rolled by Clemson early in the year. Right. I caught a little bit of that game because I was I was trying to see uh, you know uh, DJU. Uh, but besides that, I haven't watched much of them. Whereas Jackson state, I have watched and with the momentum that is rolling with this program, they're, they're, they're laying 10, but Hey man, that this is a six and five South Carolina state against a, a team that is basically uh, their only loss is what in, in the, uh, against uh, ULM. Yeah. I, I'm going to lay the 10 uh, with Jackson state in the celebration, especially with this momentum, especially with this momentum of landing the top recruit in the nation. What are you doing here? Well, I'm not betting it because <laughs> I've never, I haven't seen South. I, I don't know what the hell South Carolina state is or, or, or anything, but I like the momentum argument, but if I'm going to bet anything, it'd be along the lines of South Carolina state plus two and a half first quarter first quarter money line, first half money line, because maybe Jackson state comes out too excited and go down 13, 10 in the first half. Like I, I think there's some value and that's the juice number that you can ride on without really caring that you lose your money or that you were on the wrong side. Cause we mentioned, you know, it's not, it's not familiar territory. So, so, you know, keep your money in your pockets, but looking at schedules, South Dakota, sorry, South Carolina state hasn't, like it's not a strong schedule and I know yeah. they play the same teams, but how they've played them has been sloppy. Like just like low scoring. They haven't scored over like 17 points in like the past four or five weeks. They did last week. Not last week, but two or three yeah, weeks ago, whatever yeah. it was, well, November 20th, yeah, yeah. the last game was the only, only game they broke out over that number. I there's too much momentum. Jackson State's going to pull away and do it in, in, in national television and in, in a flashy essence with everybody watching. They know that. Their, their social media teams already on their P's and Q's they're posting and, and, and <laughs> there's cameras around and you see these kids kind of got a different vibe to them and they're probably going to beat the hell out of them, you know, that final score. So I see a double digit win and I see them turning up early third quarter or, or like late fourth quarter in, in crunch time when it doesn't matter It'd be dancing in the end zone type stuff. Yeah. And, and Dion's back in Atlanta. I know it. I know it. I know it, but I can see a slow start and that's kind of how it happens in these situations. So that's, I think that's a basic pick by me, but I'll go South Carolina in, in the, in the five points I get at half. So I'll go South Carolina state plus plus four and a half plus five first half. There you go. You heard it here. First, first half bets in the celebration bowl. We do it all on the college football oh, experience. Man, I, that, do not say that out loud. That, uh, first half bets in the celebration bowl. Okay. I did not do that. Okay. I will though. I'll put in the ticket. There we go. I, just, I just don't tell your mother. Right. Um, uh, look, we got My girlfriend's going to be like, what the fuck's on the TV? Yeah. I'm like, don't worry. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. These guys are NFL players, babe. Don't worry. This is the, we got a couple bowl games before I get you out of here, man. There's a couple bowl games happening this weekend. I don't know if there's one that catches your eye. There's Toledo laying 10 against middle Tennessee. There's coastal Carolina and Grayson McCall in the mullet in the cure bowl against Northern Illinois. Um, App State, Western Carolina, UTEP, Fresno State, UAB, BYU, Eastern Michigan, Liberty, Oregon State, Utah State, Marshall, 
Louisiana Lafayette. Which which games this weekend? Is there any one there that are you good? Is it Bailey Zappy against the App State defense? Funny you say that because that is basically our bowl game here at ESPN West Palm Beach, where where I work. That's our it's the Boca Raton Bowl. I'll be there at 5 a.m. on Saturday, and I'm going to set up tomorrow, and I'm a part of the staff, and, and it's a big deal for us. So it's been easy for me to, you know, have that interest. And I played with a few kids who played at Western Kentucky, you know, not not recently, but ranting and raving about the Bailey Zappy kid. So I'm excited to see what he can do. They're dogs. So rolling with a a good quarterback, the better quarterback, in in the underdog spot in a bowl game in South Florida. I mean, I'm all in. You know, take take my money. So I'll bet on them. But that's not that's not really like my favorite play. I think my favorite play, and it's funny, I'm going back to the well, well, the, the, the deep well, um, early in the season, my very first lock in, in week one, it was maybe week one or two that I, I it came on the pod and gave you guys, but I'm going back to Malik Willis and, and those Liberty flames. I, there's, there's so much for me to pay attention to in this game. Liberty's looked like shit the past three or four weeks. Mind you, they've played some, some, some good opponents. It's been, it's been army. It's been, I can't remember, but I mean, it's uh, Ole, Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. Ole Miss. It's been a, they, so, I mean, they, they shouldn't have won those games and they shouldn't ha- have played that well. And they didn't, but Liberty Oh, and four in the last four non-conference games against the spread one and four in the last five is a favorite. On the other side, Eastern Michigan's five and zero against the spread in their last five, and twenty and seven in their last twenty-seven games after and against the spread loss. And in their every pick I've seen is solely based off of Liberty not playing well recently, and everyone's taking Eastern Michigan in the points. I don't know if Hugh Freeze sticks around after this season, and I know damn well that Malik Willis wants to be an NFL quarterback, or at least put his name in there and get some you know notoriety come draft night. So those two things mixed in with them having not played well, this is a perfect opportunity. People tuning into this game are going to have no idea they haven't played well. This is a clean slate. I mentioned it, you know, when we first kicked off, it's a level playing field for everybody. I think the Liberty offense gets back on track. I think they completely dominate the game and Eastern Michigan plays in the Mac. I mean, who can tackle Malik Willis in the Mac? I don't think anybody, I think he dances around these kids. And, and I think, like an offensive explosion is coming. And I'm telling you what, I have not seen one single Liberty pick. And that just gives me a full chub. It's like, Oh, okay. Y'all are, y'all are, y'all are lame. You guys are nerds. Like you guys aren't looking at this (laughs) for what's underneath what's, what they're really, what they're really telling us. So I would guarantee, I haven't looked at, you know, how much money is on what side, but I guarantee you it's at least 65, 35, 60, 40 EMU. and, And that's laughable to me. Vegas is respecting him more than the public. And that's always a tried and true theory to roll with the nine and a half. That that's a, that's a big line in a bowl game. So I'm going with Liberty and Malik Willis to explode. And then him and Hugh freeze to trot their way out of their fancy. Well, and you got to like that angle of, Hey man, this is Willis's time to shine. Uh, I'm sure NFL scouts will be there. You know, exactly. I've seen projections for him. Second, third, you know, fourth round. Um, at one point this year, they were talking about him being a first rounder. So uh, the quarterback mm-hmm. position, obviously always so valuable that even if 
you're projected as maybe, maybe some, some experts got you, or maybe one team's got you as a third rounder. Well, you know, the, the, the quarterback position is so valuable in today's football that maybe he goes in the second round. You know what I mean? So this is a, uh, this is a big moment for him to shine. I do like that side of it. And another thing is if you free sticks around from a recruiting point of view, if Malik Willis ends up a second round draft pick, well, it's much easier to go into a kid's living room and sell him on being an NFL quarterback. Uh, if, if uh, Malik Willis is a second rounder. So I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, I like that. And and I got to touch on the Bailey Zappi play here before we get, get out of here. Bailey Zappi is four touchdowns away from 60 touchdowns, which would break Joe Burrow's record. I wonder Ooh. if he I wonder if he can get that thing done. You're going to be there covering that game. He's got 56 touchdowns and 11 picks on the season. I mean, the guy's splitting up. Honestly, it's like wow. back back when we had college football uh, for for EA Sports. Um, I think it's coming back. There's speculation there. I used to do the franchise mode or the uh, the create a, a school mode and and basically recruit and you get these quarterbacks and you would put up some numbers like this. They're video game numbers. The guy's thrown for five thousand five hundred forty five yards, fifty six touchdowns, eleven interceptions, and the the I, I one of the things I like now they have a bunch of players transferring out, but they're playing in the bowl game and their offensive coordinator who just recently took the uh, the Texas Tech gig he's still going to coach in this game so. Bailey Zappi. It's a family affair. Yeah, yeah. I think they want to light it up. We'll see how App State. Now App State's got a good defense. They've been pretty good all year, but we will see how that goes uh, down there in the Boca Raton Bowl. But uh, all right, Stone. Well, I appreciate you hopping on, man. I really do, and uh, I'm sure we'll chop it up throughout the weekend when uh, if upsets are happening or you know if, if plays are and if you end up knowing you, I'm gonna get a text saying, "Dude, guess what? I'm going to the Celebration Bowl Saturday." <laughs> I'll be covering the bowl yeah. game, so that's where I'll be. But oh, I would love to get out that Mercedes-Benz Dome and get Liddy off the handoff. For sure. There you go. There you go. And look, everybody, give him a follow on Twitter at Labanowitz Stone. Uh, I appreciate you hopping on, man, and uh, I look forward to having you back on the College Football Experience. And, and I appreciate you making time for us. Absolutely, brother. Let's get it. Let's make some money. It's all on the table. There we go, folks. Take it easy, man, and thank you so much, Stone. That was absolutely great. Chopping it up with Stone Labanowins. We got the FCS playoffs. We got uh, Celebration Bowl. We got bowl games galore going on this weekend. NFL Saturday, uh, the, the D2 National Championship, D3 National Championship, all going on this weekend. So we will have you covered on the college football experience. Saturday morning, I will be live at. Uh, 8 a.m. Uh, on the SGPN network on Twitter, uh, breaking down the best college basketball, college football games to to bet on on the day. We got a great Friday lineup as well. Like I said, JMU North Dakota State is Friday, and then uh, you get the D3 National Championship and a slew of bowl games. We got you covered, and make sure you uh, subscribe to the College Football Experience and subscribe to the College Basketball Experience and do a daily show over there breaking down best plays. So do that and uh, go get that SGPN app in the app store and Google play store. And before I get out of here, I just want to tell you guys that we are brought to you by tick pick. Yes. College football championship weekend is behind us, but as I just mentioned, bowl season FCS playoffs, college basketball season is upon us. And there is no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets, uh, you know, to see your favorite teams play. 
Because TickPick, yes, TickPick, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets, whether it's college football, whether it's college basketball, whether it's NFL, whether it's, I don't know, you want to go see Ringo Starr, boom, you're going to want to use TickPick because guess what? They got rid of all those awful service fees. Last time I took my wife to a baseball game and I was like, I was buying a third ticket with all those service fees they throw at you, right? Well, guess what? TickPick got rid of them, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their college football tickets. Don't believe it. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick today dot or today at tickpick.com slash SGP. That's tickpick.com slash SGP. And I also want to tell you that the, uh, the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes. Uh, WinBet's now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. And from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. I also want to tell you we're brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your uh, pick your favorite player over and unders to cash in head over to pricepicks.com and use the promo code SGP for a hundred percent instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by prop swap America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. And we're also brought to you by better fantasy, better fantasy is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head to head matchups. How great is that? And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of I mean, you're, it, it's got everything. You're home for all of our picks and podcasts. I know we just had Mike Leach on the show. We had our boy Stone Labanowitz on the show. So you'll get all of that content for free on the SGPN app. So grab that thing from the App Store or Google Play Store. And like I mentioned, give me a follow on Twitter at D. You want to talk sports? I'm always there to, to chop it up. Any advice on games? I'll try to get to you. And also, don't remember. Don't forget to uh, follow Stone Labanowitz on Twitter at Labanowitz Stone because the guy's picking winners. He's going to these college football games. He's just kicking ass at life. Um, give him a follow. Entertaining guy. I always like having him on the show. And make sure you follow the college football experience on Twitter at TCE on SGPN and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. Give them all a follow. Let's enjoy the weekend, folks. This is the college football experience, FCS preview and picks episode. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.